Welcome to Becoming Church, the podcast where we discuss how the message and movement of Jesus is not just about becoming Christians, but about becoming the church. I'm your host, Kristen Mockler-Young, and I'm so glad you are joining the conversation. Hey guys, welcome back to Becoming Church. I have a special episode for the creatives today. I've got Paul Minyard, also maybe more commonly recognized as Sketchy Sermons. Welcome, Paul. Yay, thanks for having me. (laughs) Yay, I love that you did the visual like sign language applause. (laughs) Was that, is that really the sign language for applause? Oh, wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to really start using it intentionally every time now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm really excited to have you on because I look at you as somebody in the faith space in a very different way, but I don't know if you would consider yourself to be in the faith space or if you just consider yourself a creative or what, why don't you let us, let us know a little bit about you. Yeah, no. Um, I I would say I stumbled into the faith space. Like I opened the door. I was like, what are you guys doing in here? And I walked right (laughs) through it and there I am. So no, no. So I draw. So for those who don't know, um, yeah, I run a art social media account called sketchy sermons where I draw, uh, interesting people saying interesting things, usually Christians, but sometimes I veer off that path. Um, but generally in that faith space for sure. Yeah. So what is your, what is your church background or history or like in the faith realm? So I did not grow up in the church. Uh, okay. I, I first came to know Jesus in high school. Uh, I went to and was baptized in a church of Christ, which if you're not familiar, is kind of an intense uh, Christian church. Um, yeah. I left the faith for a little while, then came back um, and have been, you know, pretty faithful since then. Uh, you know, like everybody else, I've gone through periods of of ups sure. and downs, um, but really ignited uh, my faith and my learning journey uh, when I started drawing pictures and sketching sermon notes. Awesome. So you are you an artist by trade? Like, is not this at your, all. your day job? No, 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 not at all. Uh, I write software during the day. So um, oh, wow. most of the time I'm looking at code and <laughs> solving problems and doing that kind of stuff. So no, no, I've always been a doodler. Um, okay. I didn't go to art school or anything like that, but I've, I've always you know, I'm usually the guy that gets handed the pen to go up to the whiteboard to draw or do whatever. Um, uh, but no, no, I started to take it a little more seriously once I started posting on social media um, and once uh, people started commenting and, and coming back. So it's it's been a slow progress for sure. Uh, yeah. But no, no, this is totally side. Uh, I call Hobby. sketchy sermons my five to seven thing you know I get up really early in the morning you know so I'm married and I have two boys and they're they do travel ball and like I said I've got a job during the day so it's it's pretty busy during the day so I do this stuff in the morning before anybody else gets up that's awesome did you just stumble upon this one day like how did you decide to start the account well what I the way I started was at church um I started uh sketching or, or making sketch notes of sermons right so you know, I, I used to be one of those people that would try to take notes, but you know, it never kind of worked. Uh, you know, I'm, I tend to be a little more visual and, and enjoy okay. the drawing process a little more. And I stumbled on this version of note taking called sketch notes, where you kind of integrate um, drawing with note taking. And it, and it really kind of focuses on just getting the big ideas yeah. and exploring that drawing side a little bit. So um, admittedly, I kind of amped up, I turned the dial up on the art part of that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, probably more than what's recommended. 
Um, but through that, I started posting those on social media. Um, and, and early on, I got some advice that, that a full, a full sermon schedule was almost too much. Like it's way too much information because okay. I was capturing um, like the full sermon notes. Like if there was an eight point sermon, I was capturing every yeah. note. If they were talking <laughs> David and Goliath, like I was drawing David, I was drawing Goliath. It was, it was just way too much. Uh, so from there, I kind of whittled it down to um, single people with one quote, not single okay. people, not married, just one person one generally per yeah. with yeah. one quote. Although sometimes I, you know, I, I incorporate more, but, but generally I'm trying to focus on one idea at a time now. That is so cool. Okay. I need to understand better about sketching actually during, I am, I am a creative person. I want to be an artistic person, but I am also <laughs> fighting perfectionism and maybe a little bit of a lack of ability. So I can't actually envision like by the time the sermon is over, have you drawn it out? Like, are you that fast or would you have to take it home and then like finish it? It depends. Um, yeah. Na nowadays I'm, I'm that fast, mostly because I'm I've practiced it a lot sure. now, you know, so this is, yeah. I really started doing this maybe like 2015, 2016. Okay. And, and, and if you look at any of those, I mean, they're awful. It's like random sketches of octopus and, you know, yeah. blocks <laughs> mixed in with sermon notes, kind of, you know, just almost like stream of conscious type art. Yeah. Um, so it depends. I do two different types. Now, sometimes I'll bring a, a paper notebook in and draw with like brush pens and all that stuff. And generally, okay. yeah, wow. by the time the sermon's over, I've got a full thing. Um, but amazing. sometimes I'll, you know, start kind of like a digital version and then clean it up later, depending, okay. depending on what I, it, it depends. Usually if there's a person in it, those take me a lot longer. Okay. Um, I'm not really good on the fly of getting likenesses down. And, yeah. and so I have to work on that part a little bit more, but if I'm drawing a cartoon person, like, yes. Oh, sure. <laughs> Done Which is what mine service. would be. I would, right. mine, <laughs> I would have like Jesus, like stick person. And then if Mary's there, then the two legs become a triangle and it's a dress. And that's how, you know, it's a girl like that. Right. Like, <laughs> my artistic talent. <laughs> I taught kindergarten for a long time. And so that paid off well for me. You oh, know, there you go. There very you go. simple likenesses. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. So now, now that you're doing sketchy sermons and the account, how do you choose who or what to draw? I know you said interesting people who say interesting things. Are you like constantly taking in content and media looking for things or do you just kind of wait for things to fall in your lap? Yeah. So it, it really started, uh, like, like I said, kind of that, that, that 2016, 2015 timeframe where I started drawing, but it wasn't until COVID uh, when all of a sudden, like every church service out there was all of a sudden online where I had yeah. this availability of content. Um, so sense. whereas I first started just drawing my own, the, the own services at my own church, I started getting to like, well, well, maybe I'll do these on Sunday and maybe I'll do one more during the week okay. from some other church in the area. And from that, you know, you just, you know, once you kind of, you know, like I kind of joked earlier, like I walked into the door and there was all these people here and it's, that's kind of how I feel. It's almost like we're in this great big party and I keep bumping into random people having different <laughs> conversations and everything's super interesting. I mean, I, like even today, I, you know, it's like you, you catch something on Twitter that somebody retweeted and you're like, who are these people? I've never seen them before. You know, you think. Yeah think like, I'm, I'm just about to run out of Christians. Like I got them all. And then, <laughs> and then you like take a left turn, like, oh my gosh, there's a whole bunch more right here saying interesting things. So 
Um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of, you know, I, I've now gotten in the space where I'm a little more of a collector, right? So when I'm on okay. social media and I see things, it's like, ooh, I snipped that. Or, sure. uh, you know, if I'm on YouTube or whatever, like I snip those things. Um, you know, books that they're coming out. I'm now getting to the point where people are sending me books. So I like reading those. Um, you know, it's starting to get to be a lot. Like I said, this is my side yeah. thing. So there's definitely... I'm it's caught on. And so now people are like, Hey, draw me or draw this person or. Right. Yeah. 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 So, and I, I do get a lot of recommendations, which, which helps now where people will DM me whatever awesome. and be like, Hey, have you seen this? Or have you seen this person or whatnot? So um, I usually feel bad, kind of like you were saying as, as the perfectionist, as the, you know, I tend to be more of a people pleaser and this got me in trouble for a while. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I'll totally draw this person. And then before I knew it, I had this full slate. I was like, I cannot fulfill all these yeah. people that I made promises to. So, um, That's funny. so yeah, no, it's, you know, it's, it's, I, I try to be very prayerful about it. Cause I don't want to just, you know, I never want it to feel like a, like a, a content strategy, right? Yeah. Like I know that's a big thing on social media, like, Oh, on this day I post this and this day sure. I post that. So I try to keep it loose and I try to be in the moment a little bit. There's, there's certain times where certain arguments are happening online. Well, certain times, all the time arguments <laughs> are happening online, depending which if, one you uh, want to pay attention to. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, if I want to jump in that or, or whatnot, but um, no, it's, I, I try to keep it an organic process. I try to, you know, try to keep it even with different things. Like I don't, it, it's really easy to get in the space where it's like, well, I only draw people who have, you know, X amount of followers or, yeah. you know, commenting on that. And, and I try to, you know, dip back and forth between different people and different things. So it's, it's, I don't think I answered your question at all. It's, it's kind of like, uh, I'm in the river and all these fish are coming by and I just try to grab whatever I can at any yeah. certain time. So. Well, and like you said, you do it prayerfully. And I think that is, it gives per permission for people to go, Hey, your quiet times. Like, I love actually that you do this at five o'clock in the morning, because I think it gives people the freedom to not have to sit down first thing in the morning with a Bible and a cup of coffee and like, make it look, you know, Instagram <laughs> worthy right. <laughs> right. and like talk to God in any particular way, because surely as you're going over this idea for two hours, you're processing it and you're talking to God and you're letting him move in your spirit through the idea. And I just think that's so cool that, and it gives people permission and a freedom to, sh to show them, Hey, however you talk to God, however you hear from God, like, that's fine. If you go for a run and he gives you a download. Awesome. God doesn't talk to me when I'm running. Cause I'm right. breathing too hard. Like, I can't hear him. right. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. And that's, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. Cause there's definitely been times where you know, you have that obligation faith. I hate to call it that, but you're like, you, you have to like push yourself to do just 15 minutes of Bible reading. Yes. And it's like, kind of like this painful, um, you know, and, and fortunately I've gotten to the place where that's, that's become very enjoyable. Um, you know, almost to the point, cause I try not to stay totally in, in social media, right? Like I, I yeah. try to stay rooted in something real. So it's like, you do have to have a, a healthy Bible reading practice. You yeah. do have to read other stuff than just whatever the hot takes are, are on sure. Twitter. Um, but yeah, just getting out of that obligation feeling to more the enjoyment part. Because yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been there the whole like, well, let me just get through Leviticus because there's all this like <laughs> neighboring and stuff. But I don't know. It's interesting when you when you 
come to the point, I hate to say it when it's like, when it could be content, but there's so many things where you read in there where you're just like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. This is crazy. And it's almost weird to me that we've gotten to the place sometimes where the wonder of these biblical stories, you just kind of wash over, right? Like, oh, you know, Moses spoke to the, through God, through the burning bush. We all know the story. And it's like, we're we're kind of pass over the wonder of it. Yeah. (laughs) And I sometimes wonder, like, like, did something happen when Jesus came and like all this weird, like stuff, maybe everybody was just used to weird stuff happening before. (laughs) Like, you know, Leviathans and Nephilim and Ezekiel yep. type angels and all this weird stuff. It was just like totally normal. And then Jesus came and was like, all right, we're done with all that. And we've yeah. all forgotten because there was some crazy stuff in there. Yeah. Well, that's I totally why I actually, lo- no, it's good. <laughs> I love reading in different translations when I do sit down mm. and read the Bible, because for that very reason where I grew up in the church, like I've been a Christian my whole life. I've heard the Bible stories, all of them 500 times, you know, but it was always in the NIV version. And so when I started reading in the message or, you know, the passion translation, all of a sudden the wonder came back again, because instead of just hearing the same wording of it, same story, but it's somehow a different wording, a different lens. It does. It kind of brings back and reawakens like, wait a minute that bush was on fire and that's how God talked. Like, was there a voice? What was that like? You know, and it gets us thinking and making it alive and like, oh, that's kind of cool again. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. That is so true. Yeah. And I think there's something to obedience, like you were saying of just showing up and doing it. But I think it's important to know too, that obedience is not necessarily descriptive or prescriptive whichever one it is. Like, it doesn't have to be the same for everybody, you know, Right. like, yeah, yeah. do the Bible. If you listen to it audibly, if you read it, if you draw it, like whatever it is, God's okay with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And that's the thing, you know, I, I always say, I mean, this is what works for me. Right. So everybody's life is totally different. And I wouldn't recommend to everybody like, Oh, just totally get up at five in the morning and do two hours (laughs) of some spiritual practice. And then you know, it doesn't work that way. So it's, you know, I, I, I feel like God has shown me this path, like, Hey, this is probably the way you should go. Um, and it's, and it's worked out well. So I I'm very thankful that we've come together in this moment to, to do that together. I feel like, yeah, well, and I would say even kudos to you for stepping out into, I've not, I had not seen anyone doing anything like sketchy sermons before. And so I think it's cool that you were stepping out and like, all right, God, not only do I, am I going to take this cool and creative perspective that you've given me this way of thinking about things, but now I'm going to put it out there so that other people can learn from it too. Not knowing, you know, what, if anything was going to come of it. Yeah. Now all kinds of people love it. Yeah, for sure. It's been, it's been strange in that sense. Cause I never, you know, I never did it as like a business or a, or a content right. strategy or kind of like I was saying, there was never a purposeful, like, Oh, I, I need to get to this many followers. And and there's definitely times where it's like, Oh my gosh, all these people are here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not quite sure what, what to do yet with all this. Yeah. So, um, but, it, but it's been, it's been a blessing for sure. Cause I mean, it's, it's definitely helped me learn new perspectives. Um, you know, I'm always, that's one thing with, social media for sure is just the constant learning, you know, the yeah. different things going on and whatnot. So no, it's been, it's been great. I couldn't have imagined what it, what it was going to be like a couple of years ago when I started. And I know it's the, it's weird to think what it is now is not what it's going to be a couple of years from now. Yeah. Um, so 
yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's definitely like I'm in the river and I'm, I'm along for this ride. <laughs> I'm not sure where it's, where it's going, but yeah. we'll see. You're going. Right. Yeah. You're going. Well, I would, I, I would say one of the things too, that I love about your account is I noticed we, um, I'm a pastor at a, uh, people like to say diverse church, multi-ethnic church. And so I, when I look into the world, I'm, I intentionally look for diversity or I at least see it. Like it's something that always stands out to me, either a diverse space or where there's a lack of diversity. And so I love that when I look at your account, it is divert. Like you have all kinds of people represented there. Is that something that is so part of your world that it just kind of automatically happened? Or is that something that you intentionally chose to do? No, that one's actually intentional. Um, you know, it, it's funny because I grew up, so I grew up in Las Vegas, right? Which okay. is, which is a pretty diverse city. Um, my dad was in the military, you know, so that was a pretty diverse element. Um, when I, when I graduated high school, I drew, I joined the military, which was pretty diverse, you know, so okay. I, I was in these situations where a lot of different people were kind of put together against their will or <laughs> say like that, but, <laughs> yeah. but a lot of different people were together in one sure. place. Um, and so after that, when I moved to central Virginia, I found that it was really easy to kind of get in your own space, right? Like, mm -hmm. like I'm just going to be around people that are like me. Um, and I found in doing the account, I, I wanted to make sure I was hearing more than just people that were like me. Um, so it wasn't, and, and I try to be careful with this. I don't ever want to, I'm going to say this is going to sound awful, but I never want to just decorate my account with other people, right? Yeah. So I yeah. want to make sure I'm hearing what people who aren't like me are saying and have the account be an outpouring of that. Yeah. Um, so and I don't think that sounds awful. I think that's okay. beautiful. <laughs> I do. I think, I think it's really beautiful and special that you want to represent. We hear the, we hear the voice of God best. I think when we listen to all of the different voices of God, all of the different, you know, um, inflections or representations. That's how we get the bigger picture of him. So I think it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I was down for more of that. I actually did a post last year um, where I kind of audited like, well, let's see what, what things look like on the account. And I found that, you know, obviously white, white males were mostly what I drew, Yeah, which is fine, but I found a distinct discrepancy in um, African-American women. Like I'd barely drawn any. You know, okay. so it was one of those cases, not where I was like, well, I need to, I need to draw more pictures. Like, well, let me listen to more voices of African-American women. You know, yes. let me, let me see what's going on here. Um, and, and, and it's good. I, I mean, I think having a diversity of people very much, like you said, um, hearing things that they're going through, hearing things that they struggle with, hearing how their churches run and how they do things, you know, it's, it's really beneficial. And it, it, it cause it is so easy to get in your own little, it is. your own little tiny tribe. Um, and so it, yeah, I found it uh, immensely beneficial to just hear what more people are saying um, and the, and the problems that people are encountering things that I would never encounter, you know, that right. other people deal with for sure. Well, and that's the key. You said, choosing to listen to other voices. And I think that comes through authentically in your feed where, and maybe that's why, maybe that's why it doesn't look like you're kind of decorating it with people is you can just tell, like there's an undertone of, you're not just looking for a male, a female, a black, a white, a Hispanic, a Brown or whatever, but you can tell that you're intentional about listening to the diverse voices. And that's, 
the difference. I think you can tell when people are just kind of grabbing for, I need to have this like token person (laughs) versus (laughs) I really am listening to these stories to better understand people that have different lived experiences than me. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that comes through because it's really, you know, it's like, I, I, I don't ever want to do it to, I don't want to just placate anybody or just, you know, like I said, I, I think it would be a worse insult to highlight people of color in a way that would like lift me up, like, look at all these people I've exactly. featured, you know, and I, I think yeah. that would be kind of gross and yeah. um, not really worth anybody's time. So yeah, unfortunately it happens, but you are not. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anybody that you would not draw? So or do I you have think an it... informal rule, uh, oh, okay. no, no, no Furtick and no MacArthur. And the reason okay. I say that... <laughs> The reason there's a, you know, it kind of goes along, I, you know, I don't know if you ever watched Smallville and the WB back in the day, no. um, but it, it was the story of Superman growing up in Smallville and it was this okay. awful WB teen drama, whatever, but they, had a, rule, show, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they had a rule, which was no flights and no tights, which meant they weren't ever going to show Superman flying and they weren't going to show him in the costume. Oh, how funny. And so I've kind of adopted that same rule, kind of loosely okay <laughs> which is no no macarthur and no furtick and the reason is is you know it, when you think of the spectrum of of uh-huh. this of people talking about faith it's the, those are kind of on the two ends not that like furtick's a progressive pastor or anything like that but you kind of people have their opinions of him sure. and people have their opinions of macarthur so if i drew either of them it almost doesn't matter what they say like just based on who they mm. are people would go yeah. ahead and and say something about it. And I think the extremes aren't that interesting. You know, when you have the, you've got one extreme on one end that's arguing on Twitter that, you know, Bathsheba sin too. And, you know, we have to bring people the truth with a sword and, you know, but then you have the other side that's like, all truth is relative. And, you know, really we're all God. And it's like, well, (laughs) okay, I don't, you know, I'm just, as a good statistician, I'm going to throw both of those out and deal with people that are more in the middle. Um, so I do try to hop on the the sides, right? So I try not to just stick to one side or the other. So, um, it gets me in trouble sometimes, like I'll feature somebody who's maybe more on the reform side, or I'll feature somebody who's more on the progressive side. Um, but I've gotten to the point where I don't, I don't feel threatened or I don't get angry to hear things I might not agree with. So I try to hear what both sides are saying in some cases, um, and I kind of operate on the truth or the, the, the idea that, you know, all truth is God's truth. So I'm not necessarily yeah. like, if you're a person that's on one side and maybe we're not on the same side, you can still be speaking the truth and I'm going to highlight that. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so I, I try to, I try to have a diverse group of people, not only like we were talking about, um, uh, you know, ethnicity, but also yeah. in ideology yeah. Um, so I try to hop around a little bit on that as well. But yeah, no, no MacArthur, no Furtick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everybody Just to in the middle. keep things easy. Yes. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. I, um, I actually sometimes listen to, and I learned this from Naeem, our Naeem Fossil, our, our lead pastor. He would listen to this podcast. Um, there's a guy in particular who's an atheist and he pretty consistently listened to him. And at first I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you taking in all the time people that are arguing against God? 
but really you can learn from the other side and you can learn from the other perspective. So I love that you're kind of, you know, minus the absolute extremes, like representing different perspectives and different thoughts. I like hearing what other people are saying just because I read it on the screen doesn't mean I have to agree with it. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think for a sure. lot of people get confused by that. They're like, oh, if I listen to this person, it's going to change my viewpoint. Well, it's not necessarily, you know, Yeah. but just yeah, a better sure. understanding. Yeah. And I what found... do you hope? Oh, go ahead. No, please. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I found more and more too. Um, and doing this when you, when you're listening to the other side, especially with people you don't agree with, things really get difficult and things that you thought were very binary, very, this is wrong. This is right. Is like, oh, well they, they got a point. Like I could uh -huh. see why that is a thing, you know? So it's, uh, there's a certain amount of empathy I've found in listening. You know, there's definitely some, some people who like, I agree with this just because I agree with this. But right. when you start hearing real life situations and real life people being affected, by things, especially in the realm of politics, where, you know, it's just, it's a dumpster fire now on social media because <laughs> right. everybody's on the extreme and, yes. you know, lobbing grenades at each other. Um, but when you actually kind of dig into some of these things, you're like, well, you know, we might not agree, but they got a point. And maybe this discussion is way more nuanced than we ever thought. Yes. Well, and it also helps you to better understand what you believe and why you believe it. If you don't change your position, if you don't change your own theology or thinking, that's fine. But at least then, you know, more fully why you understand or hold that stance on something. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. What do you hope people when they come to your account, right? If, as they're scrolling and something pops up, what do you hope that it does? Like, are you trying to make them think? Are you trying to introduce new voices? Like, what is your hope for people when, if they stumble upon sketchy sermons? You know, my, my biggest thing that I've always wanted to do is just encourage people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I don't, and, and this is, you know, hopefully evident too. I generally, even when I get in arguments, I don't necessarily try to put down another side. I don't try yeah. to put down a person. I never draw somebody to make an argument against them, you sure. know? So I would always hope that somebody would be encouraged in some way by what I'm posting. Um, there's plenty of people out there that are doing reaction style videos or plenty of people that are commenting on everything of the day. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any bandwidth for that, that stuff. Not, not that it's not necessary or interesting or, or good or whatnot. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I would hope, you know, when I highlight somebody that they would be encouraged by it. And, and really a lot of times I do these for an audience of one, you know, it's like, well, it, you know, I'm just kind of pointing out to this person, like, Hey, I see you. This was a really cool thing that you said, or that you put out there. Yeah. Um, and here it is. And hope, hopefully my drawing has a, a good likeness and you're not yeah. offended <laughs> how the actual picture came out, which happens every now and then, you know, I don't, I don't always hit the mark. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I try to keep it, you know, even though now I've got a lot of people here, you know, when I first started out, it was like, well, if I could put this out and I get one like or one follow from somebody, I don't know, I'd be happy with that. And I really yeah. try to maintain almost that same spirit, you know, because um, it kind of, you know, it keeps the mission going and it keeps uh, keeps me humble in a sense to where I'm not, you know, getting a big head uh, for sure. So, yeah, I, I guess to, to wrap it up to say. Um, yeah, if somebody could read what I wrote or what 
what I've drawn and they're encouraged by it, like mission accomplished. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I will say as someone who was shocked one day to find that you had drawn <laughs> me and something I had said as a speaker, as a pastor, it absolutely made my day. So I can only imagine that when people have the surprise of like, oh my gosh, not only did God hopefully use this message, but now because of your drawing, because of your account, like that message now can get out to so many more people, you know, it just, it's a really cool way for you to see people and to recognize what they're doing. And so you're definitely, um, at least for the person that you're drawing, I would say encouraging and, and cheering them on in a sense. Oh, well, that, good. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, it's different now. Cause I think before when I had 300 followers and I would draw somebody, it was cool, but it was like, neat. Thanks. <laughs> you know, so it, it's almost an added benefit now when I can highlight somebody. Um, and, and I'm trying to do that now with, you know, especially with people with lower follower accounts or whatnot, maybe they just, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're serving their local church. They're not, yeah. they're not trying to be internet celebrities. They're not trying to broadcast to the world. They're trying to work right. with the people in their communities. And I love to take somebody from, you know, that's local here, or I, I believe you guys are in North Carolina or yeah you know, wherever and just be like, look, there's these people doing this amazing work for the Lord. Like check them out, please. You know? Yeah. It's amazing. We have so many people tearing people down that we need more accounts. We need more perspectives like this of like, Hey, let's raise people up. Let's highlight and talk about actually the pastors and churches that are doing it right. They're doing it. Good things, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that's been, you know, it's funny because I've gone on this deconstruction series where I've been drawing different people with deconstruction quotes. And that's one of the things where it's like, th there are definitely people in churches that have caused problems, but then you look at the number of churches. It's like, there's like some sub 400,000 churches just in America my gosh. And it's like, they're, they're just quietly going about the business, right. saving lives, feeding the poor, taking care of widows, you know, right. just like without yep. a presence, so to speak. And it's, and it's amazing. And it's like, you know, <laughs> at one point I was like, I had these like small goals. I was like, I'm going to draw a church in every state. And then I was like, how many churches are there? Maybe you know, thinking <laughs> there's like thousands. I was like, oh, there's hundreds of thousands. There's no way. I couldn't even hear about all the time in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. One in every state would be cool though. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's, doable. that's more doable. achievable for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is either the biggest takeaway or something that has surprised you as the artist since starting the account? Is there anything that you were like, well, I did not expect this when I started. I did not expect, um, there, there's been a lot of really cool people I've been introduced to on this. And, and I never expected, you know, I, I keep going back to this river analogy that I thought I was stepping into a creek and it's like a full on river of people. Like there are just so many people, like I was saying, even, even today, you discover people that you've never heard of yeah. that, that have been doing amazing work for years, decades. And you're like, how have I never heard of this person? So it's been it's been wonderful kind of just digging into not only people alive today, but even earlier church history, you know, it's like, you never yeah. hear, well, I've never sought out, you know, the desert fathers or some of this early church ministries that, that, you know, are, are prolific and written about, but it's kind of like, you just, you don't hear about it. Um, so just digging into the rich amount of people that are out there now doing the work, but also through time for the last few thousand years or a couple thousand years, 
So it's, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I know it's five to seven time. I wish I, I wish I had the whole day. Like, yeah. like I'm just drawing pictures all day. Um, Cause there's just so much to dig into for sure. So, yeah. so that part, that part has been really enlightening to me. That's cool. Yeah. You only know what you know, you know, like you don't right. know what else is out there until you start to dig in. But then it's like, once you start to dig in or pull the thread or whatever you want the analogy to be, you realize oh my goodness, I only know the tiniest little percentage Oh yeah, of the people and the voices and even all the things that God has done and, and who he's worked through, you know? Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and I don't even know, you know, it's like, it's still unraveling. Who knows? Who knows yeah. how deep this thing goes? I feel like I got the big players down. Like, okay, I kind of know. No, I, I don't even know that. I, I ran across <laughs> somebody the other day and they're like, oh, look at this pastor. He's got like a quarter million followers he's done all this work for like you know three decades like i never heard of him like <laughs> <laughs> like you said there's a zillion churches there's no way right. you could know about every single pastor that's right there. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> uh all right paul one last question for you since the podcast is called becoming church i want to know how you're seeing people become the church or be the church and specifically if you're seeing that happen on social media yeah, that is an interesting question. I feel like there are a lot of people like me who, who was once pejoratively described as a parachurch organization, you know? mm -hmm. but I think there's a lot of people like me, these just independent content creators where, yeah. you know, we didn't seek to do this or we didn't seek to become this. We were just kind of sharing, we, we were taking this, this, this faith that we have, and we're taking this talent we have, and we're kind of smashing them together and seeing what happens. And I just feel like more and more of us that are kind of operating outside of our church are just, you know, becoming bigger and bigger. So that not, not in the sense of like, like us that are doing it are becoming bigger and bigger, but like the, it's just getting wider and wider. The, the amount of people, of people that are out there yeah. just putting stuff out. I mean, the people creating videos, the people creating art, the people creating, you know, music, it's just, it's, it's like expanding. It's, it's wild. Um, you know, I feel like that whole thing used to be contained within the sphere of the church. Um, mm -hmm. but the church is doing so much. I don't know how they're expected to do that. So it's like other people are kind of doing it. So it's, I, I mean, I only see that getting bigger and bigger. I don't know how it's going to yeah. work in the course of social media as things change. You know, I don't, you know, it's, it's kind of weird now with TikTok and some of these other platforms coming up. Um, well, I don't know. TikTok's the platform. I don't know any other platforms yeah. <laughs> coming up, but you know, so so who knows what it's going to look like in in the next coming years. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would say there's just so many of us now that you know it's 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 wild. You know, just like I I talk about people, church leaders, pastors, people who are operating within the church. I mean, there's just as many that are operating outside of the church, making content, worshiping. Um, using their talents in ways that nobody's thought about. Um, and that part's pretty exciting, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, non-professionals, amateurs, just coming out of the woodwork, uh, making stuff that hopefully glorifies the Lord. Yeah. I think that's what it is too. It's people realizing, okay, I don't have to have a massive platform. I don't even have to have massive ability or talent, but I'm just going to lean into my creativity, whatever that is, and figure out how I can utilize that. You know, and I think whether it's drawing or TikTok or whatever it is, whatever the next, you know, platform is, I think as long as people continue to lean in 
like really, if you pay attention, it is happening more and more, like you said, and it, it is, I just see God everywhere. Like I just see God's presence everywhere. And all we have to do is open our eyes to see it. And it is in every ability, every skill, every talent, you know, right. It doesn't have to be massive. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, it's funny because I think, um, you know, there's only, I, I usually, I usually say like, it doesn't take long before your social media follower count can actually outgrow your church. I mean, it's, it's insane to think about because the vast majority of, of American churches at least are under like 300 people. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't take long to get 300 followers on pretty much any social media platform. If you show up right. and you're contributing work and you're being positive and encouraging people like that balloons up real quick. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting world for sure, where you can hop online, um, and put stuff out there and grow a, a sphere of influence, uh, pretty quickly. And I think for a long time, the, the church, as I'm air quoting would have said that was backwards, but times they are a change in, you know, and right. if you think about it, like you're in church for an hour, maybe an hour and a half on a Sunday, people are on their phones and on social media all the live long day. Like, Oh yeah. We should be utilizing social media. We should be becoming the church outside of just that hour or 90 minutes, you know? Yeah. I love it. I love the trend that's, that I guess is blowing up or moving forward. So stay in that river. Paul. Yes. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> awesome. Well, people, obviously they can find you at sketchy sermons on Instagram. Are you anywhere else? If they want to look you up? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Facebook, but Instagram seems to be where, where most of the people are. Uh, Facebook, uh, I, I get some people talking back. Twitter is kind of weird. I haven't figured it out yet. So <laughs> I don't know okay. how to interact there, but Instagram seems to be a place. And then my website, uh, sketchy sermons.com. Awesome. Awesome. And we will link it all up in the show notes. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you've got recommendations, if you have people you want Paul to know, send him a DM. We're not going to make any promises that he draws them, but, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> but you. if it's a good diverse voice, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if there's anybody else that you guys would like to hear from on the podcast, go ahead and reach out to us as well. Go ahead. Otherwise share this with your creative people and make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss the next one. We'll see you next time.